Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Pakistani Cricket Podcast. I am your host Heather and it is great to be here. We are reviewing the third and final T20 between Pakistan and New Zealand being played at Napier. Uh, it was a great match and if you remember at the end of my first inaugural episode, what did I say? The old adage is when you're expecting everything from Pakistan, when you expect them to win, they absolutely disappoint and they just capitulate into just I don't even know it's just it's disappointing <laughs> and then when you don't expect anything from them when you just know that they're gonna get slobbered that's when they shine through and provide a great game and and a game that renews faith in the team but for how long we'll 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 see <laughs> 30 20 Pakistan winning uh, by four wickets with two balls remaining. That scoreline makes it seem like it was a very close game, but Pakistan, for the most part, uh, had a comfortable chase throughout. Um, towards the end, they kind of almost clicked on the self-destruct button. Uh, a few deliveries, Shadab Khan, um, Rizwan, and then uh, Fahim Ashraf, just not too sure what they were trying to do um I, I guess trying to go for the for the game winning shots towards the end uh, when it was not needed but uh, we'll we'll get to that new zealand started off uh so the first innings finally new zealand started off pakistan won the toss and they elected to bowl first martin guptill and tim seifert came out and they were playing their shots uh and it looked like they were going to get off to a great start before harris rauf picked up a good lens delivery uh, with a slower pace to Martin Guptill. Guptill tried to go, I believe he was looking to go mid-wicket or mid-on, um, but he just couldn't get it in time and it basically looped to, I'd say, extra covers or, well, mid-off, technically. Um, a little bit of a power shot, uh, mistimed it and uh, mid-off Mohammad Hafiz, I believe, oh no, sorry, Shadab Khan, who it was, um, who picked up the breakthrough. And it was a threatening stand because Tim Seifert, as we know, the first T2, first two, first two T20s, well, that's a tongue twister. Uh, the first T20s, um, he was quite powerful and he was looking quite lethal out there and he started off really good again today. Um, one of the shots that really showed he was in the mood was a little flick shot um, for six down to deep square leg and it was a thing of a beauty because can I just say the flick shot is one of those shots that you see it looks so effortless and it's so aesthetically pleasing to the eye it is just a great shot it's just all wrist work and just using the wrist to just power the shot through towards deep square leg it really is one hell of a shot um anywho tim seifert with that um and that really showed to me that he was in the mood because it was effortlessly picked up it wasn't a bad delivery from harish Rauf, but a delivery nonetheless that he was able to easily get across um he was bowl sorry he was batting pretty good tim seifert and then once again fahim ashraf came in again if you remember in, in the first episode i did say you're not expecting Fahim Ashraf to be the match-winning bowler. Um, he he was the man again. Um, four overs, 20 runs only, and picked up three wickets. 
and two of them huge wickets of Kane Williamson and Tim Seifert. Now, first one to go was obviously Kane Williamson and then Tim Seifert shortly thereafter. But for whatever reason, the likes of Shaheen Afridi, Mohamed Hasnain, Harish Rauf, yes, they're quick, but they weren't getting a lot of swing. And Hasnain especially, because he is a little bit of a younger lad, he had more pace, but he just didn't have the line and length um, that Shaheen Afridi and Harish Rauf had. Now, for whatever reason, they're usually the pick of the bowlers, but Fahim Ashraf, with his little bit of a medium pace, allowed the ball to just get stuck onto the wicket and it didn't come on as much as you would like um during the midway point of the new zealand innings i would say about the 11th or 12th over um there was a little timeout because the sun was a little bit too bright it was at that it was at that point essentially where it was right in the eye line of the batsman it was hard for him to see and so they made a request it was about a five to six minute break while the sun just set a little bit so that the eye line could be um well as you could see the deliveries coming in um but the spark sport spark sports commentary team um they did have a chat with glenn phillips who was batting at the time and he did mention how fahim ashraf has been the pick of the bowler so far and um the ball was sticking onto the wicket some balls were dragging on whereas some were skidding through and so it was different lines and lengths as well as different pace from fahim ashraf that was really troubling the batsman and that was quite evident when for example kane williamson was batting only was out there for a few few minutes really um and he basically edged one onto the stumps was trying to play it through the cover and then tim seifert just got fooled by a little bit of a slower delivery by fahim ashraf right through the gates uh, just clipping the uh, off stump there uh, it was a good delivery and here's the thing too harris shroff when he gets a wicket we all know how ecstatic he can be um which is a great thing to see but at the same time fahima shroff got a couple of wickets initially tim cypher kane williamson calm as as you know calm as ever um just no celebration he knew how big those wickets were and i think all the pakistanis knew how big the wickets were but fahima shroff just kept composed and i think that too is is a subtle way of celebrating and and so good on him for not showboating or anything like that um devin Con conroy and glenn phillips came in devin conroy also with a great shot uh flick shot for six um that went to the boundary um another show of aggression but he did have a lot of lot of powerful technical shots didn't hit a lot of down the ground uh more through the cover and he did look good um he was out there for a little bit longer uh before hardest came in and got his wicket glenn phillips as well and then basically the rest of the new zealand innings not too much to write home about james nisham scott kugeline uh tim southey and kyle jameson who were left not out um, New Zealand were able to score 173 for 7. It's a total that Pakistan has got close to in the second T20. Um, but obviously, whenever you have a total anything above 160, 170, it's always going to be an imposing total on the opposing team. So uh, Pakistan were going to be in a spot of bother for sure. They started off rather timid. Um, Mohamed Rizwan 
took a long time to get going. Um, now, I know if you look at the scorecard, he's, I mean, 89 from 59, it didn't seem like he was, um, you know, too slow, but trust me, in the beginning, he was trying to just wait for the ball to come on to him, uh, just seeing what the pitch has to offer and seeing what he can do throughout the innings. I think he knew that he had to have that anchor role and make sure that if he loses his wicket early and there's a couple more wickets below him that go through early, then Pakistan are going to be in a spot of bother. So I think what he did was he decided to take his time, make sure that he plays that anchor role and towards the end, he could essentially start hitting out, which is exactly what he did. Um, Heather Ali came in once again. Um, he kept his uh, place. Abdullah Shafiq was not able to, um, as well as Imad Wasim, uh, as uh, Iftakhar Ahmed came in for him. And then we had Hussein Talad as well come in. Um, so Heather Ali, once again, disappointing. Uh, did have a good cover drive for a four. Um, but apart from that, not really getting getting on. Um, and I mean, the delivery to, to get him out, first of all, by Kugeline, a good delivery, mistimed shot by Heather Ali. It looked like it was going to go above the head of Darren Mitchell, who was the subfielder. But man, oh man, what an acrobatic dive and an absolute piece of beauty that was to get Heather Ali out. If you haven't seen the highlight, I would say that was a moment of the game in terms of just breathtaking, in terms of just... You know, you, you see that moment and you just go, oh, wow, that was that was pretty intense. Um, so Heather Ali got out, ill-timed shot, but it looked like it was going to go above the head of Darren Mitchell. And he just dived um, and just plucked it out with one hand, really the moment of the game. Uh, we'll be getting to the shot of the game as well, a uh, little segment that we have uh, where we basically analyze what the best shot is, well, according to me, at least. And that best shot is going to be coming either through Muhammad Hafiz or through Muhammad Rizwan. I still haven't decided that. Muhammad Hafiz, when he came into bat, um, it was a delivery against James Nisham, and he absolutely pulled it for six and again effortless cleared his front leg and just powered that pulled it to towards the boundary so powerful that it actually hit the top of the stadium it didn't even go into the stands it actually went outside so he really got all of it and uh, there was a little bit of a delay while they tried to get the uh, ball back so deep square leg that that ball went to and it was just effortless and a thing of beauty uh, Muhammad Rizwan was the other candidate for shot of the day we'll get to that one in a little bit um, but for the, for the most part Pakistan looked comfortable uh, when Heather Ali got out uh, it was I believe 44 one and then Hafiz and Rizwan took over Rizwan I think was calm and composed until he hit about the 50 run mark once he got his 50 milestone that's when he knew all right I'm anchored in I'm stable I'm ready to get going 50 of 40 balls and then he got his remaining 39 runs of just 19 balls so he did really pick it up towards the end and it was needed as Pakistan looked comfortable but 
Obviously, being a T20, even though you're just one wicket down, all it takes is just a couple of dot, dot balls or a couple of great deliveries or even a couple of wickets for the momentum to completely swing into the other team's direction. So Rizwan knew that he couldn't keep calm and composed for too long and he had to start hitting out and hitting out did he do uh, really some good shots, some powerful hook shots, pull shots, a cover drive. Uh, there was a deep square. Um, delivery as well that that was really nice to see um and then uh, yeah i mean good uh, shots long off and long on as well um very technical there wasn't anything from rizwan that i saw as he was hitting out that made me believe as if he was you know he had luck on his side um very technical shots nothing too aggressive a couple of pulls um that that seemed pretty nice to see and one of those pulls is a candidate for me to be another shot of the day this was i believe against scott kugeline um came in to replace uh actually sorry no yes it was scott kugeline who came in to replace james nisham after he had completed his spell and the very first delivery now the the commentators were talking about scott kugeline who who has done quite a bit um during his t20 career still up and coming but even in the second t20 made an impression and so he came in at a point where hafiz and rizwan were still going strong and there was a moment where there was a breakthrough that was needed and he just wasn't able to provide it at that moment um i think yes it was almost rizwan who just clobbered him, uh, pull shot, and it was a thing of a beauty. Uh, again, effortlessly done, um, and it just went to the boundary as quick as can be. Really good shot. But I think, thinking about it now, seeing both shots in my head, I will definitely have to go with Muhammad Hafiz as a shot of the day because that was really picked up as well as it just leaving the stadium that just adds a little bit of oomph <laughs> if you know what i mean and it just made it look that much more special so muhammad hafiz will get my shot of the day uh there and then now i do have to talk about you know towards the end um, not too sure what happened once Hafiz got out and you got Khushdil Shah coming in once again took his time never really got going played a couple of uh, shots for four but he got out cheaply Fahim Ashraf came in and this is where things kind of took a turn uh, slightly at 141 for three Khushdil Shah got out and then 163 171 were the next two wickets but for whatever reason, once Hafiz got out, and this happens quite a bit, Kushtal Shah got out, Fahim Ashraf, the new batsman, comes in, and all of a sudden, Pakistan requires, you know, 20 from, you know, 16, 17 deliveries. There's a little bit of pressure. Now, if you don't know, with Pakistan cricket, they often like to put pressure on themselves for whatever reason. They're just not able to play sensibly at times. And I feel like that's exactly what happened. Uh, Fahim Ashraf gone for the big shot, got out as well. Uh, and then Shadab Khan came in, tried to play a, a cover drive. I don't even know if it was a cover. It was more of a cut, really. He tried to cut the ball, uh, got a bottom edge to the wicketkeeper, Seifert. And all of a sudden, two wickets in two balls, Fahim Ashraf and Shadab Khan. And now the pressure is 
insurmountably on Pakistan. You've just lost Hafiz Shah recently, and now two and two, Fahim Ashraf and Shadab Khan. In comes Iftikhar Ahmed, and now he's looking at, you know, being his debut in, well, not debut, but his first game of the series. He's obviously brand new to the conditions, and you're at this point now where you need a few runs. It's not too much, but at the same time, you can't be too calm about about where you are in the game and it's, it's one of those points where Rizwan really had to keep on going which he did for a little bit but towards the end he too with a few runs needed uh tried to go for the for the winning shot the glorious shot um and just completely mistimed it straight up into the air easy catch for the uh, fielder and uh then that put even more pressure on Iftikhar Ahmed as the tail came in and even though you have confidence to get the job done, Hossein Talat, I would still consider him tail because he hasn't really proven himself to be um, a really raging batsman. I mean, the, the moment he gets going, he gets going, of course. But that's once in a while. It's it's kind of like those shy, the freely type players where if he gets going, he gets going. But if he doesn't, then he just hits out. So I wouldn't really consider him a batsman. I know he's not a bowler either, but he's just one of those players that... Uh, well, I don't really consider him to be that good of a player anyway, so um, I'm not too sure why he was included in the squad, I guess, as as a power-hitting potential, but I've never really considered him for that. Um, regardless, Iftikhar Ahmed came in, um, and then he did hit the winning shot eventually um, with three needed to win, hit a glorious uh, pull shot for six to win the game, but again... You had this moment where Pakistan were cruising when Hafiz and Rizwan were, were going. And like I said, all it took was just that one wicket. Once that first wicket fell of Hafiz, all of a sudden Pakistan almost capitulated into something, well, you see quite often with Pakistan. And so it was a little bit nerve wracking to see that because once Hafiz got out, the run rate dropped and they just started putting more and more pressure on themselves. Um, for whatever reason, this always happens with Pakistan. Luckily, Rizwan was still there and he was able to get the job done. But uh, it, was, it was a good game in the end. Uh, made it a little bit closer uh, than what needed to be. And I guess it could be very similar to the second T20 where New Zealand were just cruising and then started de-accelerating towards the end, made it a little bit closer for Pakistan, went all the way to the uh, 20th over, but then in the end, New Zealand did win. So in the same case, Pakistan made it close, um, but won it with two balls to spare. So Pakistan winning the final T20 by four wickets, two balls remaining. New Zealand scored 173 for seven, Pakistan 177 for six, winning by four wickets. So that is the t20 series done and dusted of course we have the test series coming up as well uh, and i believe that just starts in a couple of days to be honest um i believe it's a boxing day test yes so that's going to start at 5 p.m our time uh it's going to be a good series the test side comes in um the shaheens also won against new zealand a that was a good match uh, ahmad butt and nasim shah the heroes there um 
can't really review those games because obviously you don't have access to that. But uh, this is going to be an interesting series, uh, New Zealand and Pakistan. Obviously, Babar Azam and Mamal Haq ruled out. Um, so Rizwan is going to be taking over coverage of, of being the captain. And uh, Ahmad Butt has been included as, um, as a debutante. Whether he gets to play or not, um, still up in the air. But... Uh, Good positive squad for Pakistan for sure. Um, Sean Masood, Abid Ali, Imam Al Haq injured, of course. Azhar Ali, Babar Azam, Haris Sohail, Fawad Alam. The curious case of Fawad Alam, whether he gets to play or not, that is still to be decided. Imran, but Muhammad Rizwan, Safraz, Fahim Ashraf, Shadab Khan, Yasser Shah, the beautiful leg spinner, uh, Muhammad Abbas, the medium pacer, who really, if there's swing and if there's, a, you know, if it's a cloudy day, be careful. Be absolutely careful with Muhammad Abbas because he is a lethal bowler. Nasim Shah, Sohail Khan, which. Don't know why, don't know why uh, Sohail Khan is included. And then Shaheen Shah Afridi as well. No Haris Rauf, no Wahab Riaz. Uh, Haris Rauf, I feel like he's a more limited overs uh, player. Um, I don't think he has the, the stamina just yet for, for a test match. And I don't think Shaheen Shah Afridi, to be honest, is at that level either. Um, he, he's definitely a good limited over potential player. But we will wait to see what happens. So, obviously, a good squad for Pakistan. Um, well balanced experience with Azhar Ali and uh, obviously Barbarism if he gets to play that second one. Um, reliable openers with Sean Masood and Abid Ali. Sean Masood more than Abid Ali. Uh, and then you would imagine Azhar Ali comes in, uh, followed by Harris Sohail. <laughs> and then and then that's where things get interesting potentially maybe Muhammad Rizwan you know third or fourth down followed by the likes of Imran Butt or um, maybe Harris Sohail I'm not too sure and if uh, Fawad Alam gets to play then maybe he comes in in place of either Imran Butt or Harris Sohail and then you start getting into the tale uh, Fahim Ashraf Possibility. I mean, he did perform in this T20 series. He, you know, had a lot of uh, good innings. Um, in terms of batting, not so much. But uh, as a bowler, he was really able to stand out. And whether he has the stamina and the endurance for Test cricket, uh, he's done it before. Whether he can trouble the New Zealand batsmen, um, it will be. It will be interesting to see if he gets chosen. Shadab Khan should be there. Uh, Yasser Shah and Shadab Khan will probably be the spinning tandem. Yasser Shah you got to include and then Abbas, Shah and Afridi will probably round out the pace attack. So again, uh, it's a well-balanced squad. Um, Abdullah Shafiq, Hader Ali, Haris Rao, Hussein Talat, uh, Khush Del Shah, Hasnain, uh, Osman Qadir and Wahab Riaz, Musa Khan as well. Um, but uh, they will not be able to play in that test series as they've been released and they will be part of the Pakistan Shaheens who are going to start their T20 series against the uh, New Zealand 11 side. So um, 
And then, uh, of course, Imad Wasim, I believe, is going to Australia to be part of the Melbourne Renegades. Um, and then Hafiz will go back to Pakistan. I would have been... Um, I would have been interesting to see uh, Hafiz as, as a test player. Uh, he's done it before, but um, for whatever reason, he wasn't included. So he's going to be returning back to Pakistan. Um, and then Harris Rauf um, will also go to Australia. He'll be playing for the Melbourne Stars. So Pakistan loses the T20 series. By a score of 2-1, to one, New Zealand winning the first two and effectively winning the series right then and there. Um, and now we move on to the Test Series. It's going to be an interesting series for sure. Um, New Zealand, as we know, a really, really, really powerful squad. And so it's going to be interesting to see um, exactly what happens, what kind of squad they pull out. Uh, I'm just going to try to see if I can pull up their squad here. Their test series squad. There we go. Okay, so um, again, a lot of experience from New Zealand. Kane Williamson, Tom Blundell, Carl Jamison, Trent Bolt, um, Darren Mitchell, Mitchell Satna, the spinner, Henry Nichols up front. Um, and then we, of course, got Ross Taylor, uh, who has been um, the man really for New Zealand in a lot of situations. He has come in and really done his thing. And then Neil Wagner, the man who Pakistan will have to be wary about because he is a man at 34 years old who just continuously delivers for New Zealand. A man who just doesn't look like he gets tired and just keeps on coming. Um, if you saw the series against West Indies, you would notice that Neil Wagner and uh, Trent Bolt were really top class and they just kept coming at West Indies, weren't able to provide anything to them. Um, so this is going to be a good squad, um, really dependable New Zealanders, uh, Willie Young, BJ Walling, the wicket keeper. So they do have a very balanced squad. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of squad they come up with. Probably um, Daryl Mitchell might get included uh, in place of perhaps Mitchell Santner if they don't want to go with spin and with an all pace attack. But we'll, uh, we'll get to see closer towards the start of the test series, which again starts on Boxing Day or on Christmas Day if you're in Canada. Because <laughs> there is a huge time difference. But thank you for joining me. This was a review of the third and final T20. Pakistan winning by four wickets. Um, again, any suggestions, any tips that I could uh, use to improve this podcast, uh, please do let me know and I will consider those as well. This was uh, a lot of fun as always. Again, we're just two episodes in. Very young podcast, but obviously growing and it will get better and better. I promise you that. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is uh, Heather, and this was the Pakistani Cricket Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pakistani Cricket Podcast with host Heather. Besides Spotify and soon-to-be Apple Podcasts, we are available on Radio Public, 
TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Breaker, or wherever RSS feeds are available. This podcast is made through the app Anchor. Make your own podcast for free.